You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Everyone and welcome to another episode of On the Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on, maybe on uh, Apple iTunes or on Splitter or whatever. Splitter? Stitcher? Stitcher, sorry. Stitcher, yeah. Uh, Welshy, Lyle, good day to you. Lyle, I... Very good day, Tony. Very good day to you. But I thought Lyle wasn't coming tonight. Well, things changed when he heard that the music that we would be playing at the start of the show was going to be Brooksy... Lyle made a few things, spent an extra couple of thousand dollars to get an earlier flight back from the Gold Coast. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. There you go, Tony. It was um, very interesting when I put in my uh, schedule that I wouldn't be here. You went and booked my favourite wrestler. I was, uh, you know, I thought, hang on, I've been stitched up here. Any truth to the rumour you've left your family on the Gold Coast? Uh, I do not don't want to. Confirm oh, did you really? No, uh, the pod, when the podcast needs me, I know. Oh, shit. Yeah, we, we did told have, you explicitly that we didn't need you. But well, then, obviously, you had a backup uh, co-host that, that fell through. I was like, well, I got to step up to the plate here, and I, uh, yeah, changed my flight, paid a couple of extra hundred dollars, and I got you, Tony. Now the funny thing about it is, is that I'm actually. Here, but I'm not here for the interview either. Yeah, I was no, get, you weren't here when we recorded yeah, what, the interview. Why are you in a suit? On. Why are you in a suit for Tony? You have court uh, today? No, uh, junior presentation. <laughs> jury, night, jury, Western Region Football Jury League. presentation. Junior, ah, junior, not junior. jury. Yeah. Uh, great show last week, guys, with Anna Ashley. She was lovely. She's um, wickedly funny as well, like a dry sense of humour. It's nice to hear from a different voice, someone who does something different in the industry, mm. and that Marty Genetti joke. Yeah. Like if you haven't heard it, it last week's old. episode, it doesn't get old. Go back and go back and listen to it because it's worth listening to just for her yeah. Marty Genetti. I, I I feel with the Marty Genetti joke, we all thought it. Yes, and I was just so happy that Anna said it. it was, I it think just, she'd said it before half of us thought it. That's how quick she is. <laughs> it was a nice lead in for me though. Yeah, yeah you set it up well, Tony. Beautiful. Yeah, we do that. And uh, do we, Tony? What? Why are you patting yourself on the back while you're actually sitting there? Because he's physically patting himself on. the Yeah. Back. Well, someone's going to get me over. No <laughs> Do we? Are you going to apologise for what um, you thrown in those drops last week? Thrown in what? Yeah, yeah, the drops, the soundboard, and stuff no, not like at that. All, you, no, you, it was fun. You went a bit rogue last. The week. response to that has been none, none, none. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> yeah. No, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so we won't do it this week. Uh, but what we will do is have an interview. Now I'm going to step out. Well, no, we've already recorded sort of, it. You yeah, don't have, of to, course, yeah. well, you don't have don't to pretend. Have to right. yeah. I wasn't here when the boys recorded the interview with Brooksy. The stipulation with Brooksy was was that only two people would interview him. So when we knew that Lyle was coming back, I said, all right, I'll drop out. And you were a junior you guys- presentation yeah. <laughs> in your suit. <laughs> we try to get something over here, but it's not, yeah. not happening. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please enjoy the chat that both Walshy and Lyle 
had with Adam Brooks. And welcome back to On the Turnbuckle. Uh, we are joined on the phone with uh, the man that's uh, going one-on-one against Slex at MCW on Saturday night for a title that's eluded him for nine years. Speaking of none other than the loose ledge, Adam Brooks. How's it going, mate? What's happening, fellas? How are you? Very good, very good, mate. Um, well, let's just get straight into it. Hey, that title, mate, I know you know, we've seen online you've released a few things. You had some heartfelt um, words to say about this title. How come it's eluded you for nine years, mate? It's just been something that I haven't been able to get my hands on. Like, I've had uh, numerous opportunities, and I think at the time I was, you know, young and stupid, and I tried to take easy way, you know, the easy way to get the championship, which in the end, it's what cost me, you know. So, uh, this weekend, like, there's going to be none of that. Don't expect no cheating or or cheap tactics or, or anything like that. Yeah, I'm going to be cheeky. I'm going to be me. But, um, you know, I'm going to do everything that I can to win that championship and, you know, win fairly because deep down I know that I'm one of the best. But without that championship, you know, I can't really claim that I am the best, you know. So uh, I want to win it fairly and, yeah, prove that I'm the best. And, and I will. I, I, I've made that promise, like, before I before I went overseas, like I said, I, I promise I'm going to win that championship. So, yeah, I promise. You know, I'm going to win. <laughs> That's all I can say, man. And you did beat Slex for a championship last year, so you know you know it can be done. Yeah, I've done it. Me, me and Slex are currently two and two. So, so, so yeah. So, so you uh, he, he beat me years ago at MCW. Then I beat him. What, at Wrestle Rock, and then again he beat me at MCW, and then I beat him. So, yeah, it's very even. So it's a bit risky to say 100% you're going to win with the title. Uh, win the title is it? Are you saying also 100% you're not going to give the old cheeky poke in the eye, Adam Brooks style, or get down to the, <laughs> get get towards the end of the match? Maybe you got to pull it out or something. I'm not cheating. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like. I don't need to cheat because. You know, I know that I'm one of the best without needing to cheat. I just cheat sometimes because it makes me giggle, makes the fans giggle. I mean, ha- at the time, maybe I will, but I, I don't plan on that. Like, I, I want to be the best professional wrestler uh, on Saturday night. And it'd be nice if you can win the title and then the Tigers can win the grand final. It'd be a, a good little month. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the last time they were in the grand final, I missed it because I was away wrestling in Sydney, so I didn't get to watch it. Uh, I, I was there. It was the best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I'm not a big football guy anymore. Like, ever since I started wrestling, like, I don't really watch footy, but um, I actually got to catch the Tigers last week against Brisbane. I was at a friend's house, and, and they're big football fans, so we sat around and checked it out. It was it was good to watch a game of footy. It's been years. Come on, let's get back to a real sport like <laughs> wrestling. None of that. None of that fake stuff. Footy. Um, what's when you when you do dethrone Slex? What's the after party going to be like? Is it going to get well loose? Most likely, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Depends how sore and beat up I am, but yeah, we'll be. Uh, we'll probably be heading out. I probably shouldn't say where. Um, That's probably safest. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, but I'm sure I, I know that the unit's already thrown a few suggestions as to where we end up going. <laughs> uh, the women's. Do you want to bring the women's champion with you? That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm so proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll be doing something most likely. Now the matches you had against Slex last year, uh, you had one. You had a couple of them that are among the best matches I've seen in the country. Um, the one you had, you had one with all of the the big important people upstairs, and then you had the second <laughs> match where you basically put your balls to the wall and and did everything. Um, what was the how, what's the difference in mindset with um with those two matches? Well, for those reasons that you said, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, is it? Um, but what's what, what's it like for for the whole locker room um, on a night where you know that you that you're all getting looked at? See, it, it, it's kind of hard to explain, man. Like, do you go out there and then do you work just for them, or do you continue to you know work for the hundreds of people that you've been continuing to work for for, for all those years? You know, so me personally, I try to find like sort of balance and because I knew where we were going story-wise that we were going to have to do it a month later anyway. So it's kind of like, look, let's, let's do what we have to tonight and then next month, you know, we'll, we'll step it up a little bit. But, uh, you know, this weekend there's, there's no, <laughs> there's no important people there. So Well, we'll be there. Except- <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can probably expect, you know, some balls to the wall type stuff. Well, that's exactly what um, I want to say. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm putting like a lot of pressure on myself for this match. I don't know why. Like, I'm going into it. I, I want it to be better than me and Will. And like, a lot of people said that me and Will was pretty decent. So I'm just trying to think, man, how am I gonna, how are we gonna make it better than that? Or at least, you know, up there with that. You know, we've got the story. You know, with me and Flex are both. We can both do cool stuff, I guess. <laughs> having the split, um, having the split crowds probably going to help as well because there'll be just as many people supporting him as there will be passionately hoping that you can get the job done as well. Oh, a- absolutely! Yeah, no, and you know, good on him for supporting him. Like while I was away, I was supporting him. You know, I'm a big fan of him. Like, like I said, he's one of my boys outside of the ring. So, um, you know, it's been cool to see him have his second run and represent the company and continuously have all these sick matches. But, you know, I'm back now and now it's my time. I th- I've, I really feel the crowd will be a little bit more in your favour, maybe 60-40. MCW crowd do love a title change. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see, man. Uh, good luck, good luck. Now, you did bring his name up, S- Slick Nick, you know, the old three three slits. Well, um, he had a bit of a uh, a snafu backstage at uh, the last MCW show, led to believe you may have uh, contributed. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, uh, while I was overseas, I was, I was taking this, this supplement, which is called niacin and it's what all the guys on TV use it. 
Uh, Matt uses it. It's a completely legal thing you can find at your local GNC. And it gives you, like, a red flush, right? So, you know, maybe chuck a bit of tan on, pop a pill, nice little bit of a red flush. That's why you, you see some of these guys on TV that have, like, that red look, right? So I told the unit about it, and I was like, look, you know, I've been using them while I was away. Like, Matt uses it on TV, whatever. Like, it's, it's good. It'll give you a red flush. Just, you know, it makes you, it feels like pre-workout. So you'll feel a bit amped up, a bit itchy and stuff, but it's totally cool. So he takes, he takes one about 20 minutes before he goes out. And then I'm upstairs warming up and stuff. And then like people are running up to me and they're like, Brooksy, like, you know, he looks like, uh, you know, he's purple. Like he's, he's sweating and he's purple. I'm like, what, what, what's going on? Like, what are you on about, dude? So then, Turkey's Delight runs downstairs because he was just laughing hearing about it. And then he runs back up and he's like, Brooksy, oh my God, you should see him. He's laying on the couch, sweating. He thinks he's going to die. He keeps, you know, sanding himself down, you know. And, and I'm, I'm trying to focus here. And I just burst out and my eyes were watery just from laughing. <laughs> so then, so then Yuna comes upstairs and I see him. And I, <laughs> I swore, I was like, you know, what, what the F is going on in here. And he's like, am I going to be okay? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude, it should, you know, it'll wear off, you know, 40 an hour. Like, you'll be sweet, dude. So he goes out and he does, he does his thing. And then the next day, I uh, I sent a photo of him to Matt. And I was like, dude, why did he go so red? Like, I, I was fine overseas. Like, why did the unit go so red? He goes, you do realize that it works as a detox? And I'm like, oh. He goes, did he take anything the night before? I'm like, well, yeah, he had like a few beers. And then he's like, well, that's why he went so red. He was detoxing the beer out of it. And I was like, ah. So, so yeah. yeah, that's what happened to Paul Yoon. And he, he, he said he's never going to do it again. Well, he definitely looked like um, an old episode of Police Academy where someone had fallen asleep while sunbaking. Oh, dude, it was so good. Like, we had Herbie upstairs, like, filming uh, a couple of things. And then in the video, he comes out and then Herbie, without knowing that he's taken anything, Herbie's just like, why is he so red? And it just made me laugh. <laughs> Herbie saying that, it was so good. But yeah, poor unit. <laughs> uh, if it's going to happen to anyone... It's gonna, it's gonna happen to Nick. Yeah, um, I'm glad that it was him. You mentioned uh, Buddy Murphy earlier, and um, I'm sure you're across the last three matches he's had in a row on SmackDown. Um, is he the best wrestler in the WWE at the moment? Yeah, he's he's been the best wrestler in WWE for twenty years. Yeah, he's <laughs> finally getting the recognition yeah. though. Like, I'm not being biased because he's my boy or anything, but, like, for years, I've said that. I've known that. Yeah, I think we you spoke know, about so, it a year ago with you. Yeah, dude. So, you know, people are starting to find that out now. So, let's see. He's had three decent runs. Let's see if, uh, I mean, hopefully he's on tally next week. <laughs> we'll <laughs> well, see. I mean, that match against Roman's uh, probably the best TV match that WWE's had in over a year. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. No, it's, uh, it's it's awesome to see. Yeah, he's he's, yeah, he's, nah. he's not just having great right. matches with high flyers like you know Ali and 
and stuff like that. So, you know, Roman Reigns, obviously, he's the big dog. And, uh, yeah, like like well she said, that, that was Roman Reigns' best TV match I've seen. So, no, he's on yeah. the big things at the minute. And they're in a, he's, they wedged him into a uh, storyline accidentally with, with the backstage stuff. So he's right at the top <laughs> of the card at the minute. So. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that yeah, it came about quite interesting. Interestingly, <laughs> um, now you also mentioned Mehmet earlier, and uh, a lot of a lot of our listeners requested that they need to hear some stories about Mehmet on the road. Um, <laughs> Lockie gave us a taste of it a few weeks ago. But <laughs> we think that you might have more. Oh, dude, we we have heaps. But the thing is, some of them are probably not allowed to be told on a podcast. No, that's fair enough too. You know, like, uh, I mean, whether it's, <laughs> like, because like, he lives in Sydney, and when some are like the Brat Pack or Loverboy or anything, like, they, they go travel in Sydney, I'll hang out with Mehmet, and then I'll just wake up the next day just with all these videos and just, just crazy antics that they got up to. You know, some involving nudity, etc. <laughs> you know. Well, um, yeah, we all we all know that uh, Lockie's not scared of a bit of nudity. No. <laughs> no. But uh, I mean, man, what's something that I can like something not too crazy I can tell. I mean, okay, so like I was booked in Queensland like sometime last year and uh, I had Herbie and and Mimi with us and uh, so ever since I've gone to Trunk Cypher 10 in a G-banger now so I had my G-banger in my bag and I was like the Mimi I was like dude because Herbie was in the shower I was like dude just put these on and just go lay on his bed it would be so funny and just wait for him to get out and then you know <laughs> as, soon, as soon as Herbie walked out of the shower he was just shocked at what he saw laying on his bed, you know, just this big fella in a G-banger. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, there, there's certainly a lot more, but stuff I can't be saying. Uh, yeah, that's an after, that's a, it's a sort of a late night uh, talk show, live performance sort of stories that you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not filmed or recorded. Yes, yeah, no, cam- no camera phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, the... The um, ballroom brawl match uh, when you came through the curtain at Thornbury Theatre last month. Yeah. That was one of the loudest pops I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, I heard that from a few people, actually. Um, I mean, that's cool. <laughs> it's, like, it's very flattering if that, that people think that. Um, yeah. You know, it was, it was a good feeling. Like, I... For some reason, I was I was anxious all day, going, "Oh, they're not going to react, or they're not going to care," and I don't know why I thought that after the reaction uh, that I got. But um, yeah, my music hit, and I'm standing back there, and I'm like, "Oh shit, that was decent." And then uh, yeah, <laughs> went and did my thing. Um, was it the hardest thing you've ever done not to post pictures of your dogs on social media for three days when you got home? Yeah, dude. It, yeah, yeah, like. I'd been home for three weeks. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I'd been home for three weeks. I, I, I planned it so that you know I can 
I can, you know, work super hard over there, you know, and then just come back and just chill out and do nothing for a few weeks. You know, hang out with the family, dogs, uh, you know, just chill. Do nothing wrestling related. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'd be, I was back for three weeks. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was hard to not, like, you know, I, po- I think I posted a few things of, you know, just saying, oh, I miss them and stuff. But yeah. at the end of the day, they were bloody right next to me. <laughs> 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 but, no, yeah, no, um, it was cool. I get a lot of compliments from fans and stuff about, like, you know, when I put photos up of those little punks. So that's always nice. Yeah, we we were talking before the show. We had a couple of beers, and um, it was yeah. You know, everyone that we're with were like, "Oh, is Brooksy going to make a surprise?" And well, he hasn't posted for a couple of days. And I was like, "Well, if he was already in the country, he would have already posted about his dogs." Thinking you'd only been in the country a couple of days, and well, three weeks you you held off pretty well, mate. Yeah, no, I, I thought I did pretty good. So well, that's yeah. the discipline <laughs> that makes you a top guy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. People think I'm the top guy. That's you know that's cool. I I, I really think the uh, the pop would have been extremely louder um, if us two didn't know that you were in the country because <laughs> we were backstage interviewing uh, Matty Wahlberg uh, before the pre- premiere oh, yeah, yeah, of Survivor, yeah. and we seen you there. And uh, obviously, I I held composure not to mark out, and then we had to go out in the crowd with all our friends and Pretend not tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> you bastard. I was, just, I, was just, I was just going to put some of my lunch back in my lunch box. And you blokes were there. I was like, oh, shit, I'll, they're doing an interview. Yeah, you just you just walked in nonchalant. And I was like, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what, was, what was it like having Mehmet uh, on the card and in the match with you? Uh, it was the most fun I've ever had backstage. Ever that 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 locker room that we had, it was it, it was it was so good. We had all the parties and pops crew there. Shout out to the fellas. We had oh we had me, Mehmet, Taylor King, Maddie Wahlberg, the Brat Pack, Lover Boy. What what a locker room! All the just, all the good brothers. So much fun. Sorry, all the good brothers. Yeah, Mehmet hates when people when unit says good brothers. But yes, it was it was. <laughs> it was <laughs> Lockie says it to us all the time. Oh yeah, it was so good, man. Like just, but we, I can't have him backstage every month. No way. Like I wouldn't be able to focus. Like I remember there was a point where I was like, I need to warm up. I need to focus, and then I just put my headphones in, and then he's just sitting there laughing at me because I'm, you know. When I'm trying to focus, I just ignore everything and everyone. And yeah, he was walking around making comments about it. <laughs> now, um, obviously, you know, you, we just touched on the surprise. It's because you mm. you were overseas for what was it almost three and a half, nearly four months? No, no it was exactly three months, ninety days. Oh, see, we thought it was three and a half because you kayfabe the three weeks you were back in the country. So, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, overall, overall, how how was the whole trip as a whole? And then we'll touch in, touch on other stuff in there. Um, it was good, man. You know, I was uh, I was booked every single weekend except two, and I wanted it like that. I wanted to at least have you know two weekends to kind of just chill out and just eat pizza and donuts and you know, relax a little bit. Um, 
so yeah, it was really cool. Uh, I got to do some really cool things. Uh, you know, obviously it's, it's always fun to be hanging out with, you know, Matt, you know, most of the time, but it was good because our schedules were like so different. So like, we'd only be hanging out like two, three days during the week, you know, like, so that was cool. Um, yeah, you know, I felt I opened up, uh, more doors for the future. So we'll go and, uh, We'll go and deal with them in the future. And, yeah, I'm just going to just keep doing my thing, dude. Now, you were lucky enough to wrestle at Arena Mexico. Yeah. Uh, what is the, and what, what's that experience like? It's completely, seems on TV to be completely different to wrestling anywhere else on the planet. Yeah, it was, uh, it was one of the most different wrestling experiences experiences that I've, I've ever had and like I mean that positively like it was really really cool like because Mexico was never like a massive goal for me it was never one of those things where it's like I have to go to Mexico I was just extremely lucky to you know uh, the, the guys at the crash saw me at PWG and they were like you know we'd like to bring you over one day let us know when you're in the states and stuff so so I did, and then I got booked on like four shows with the crash while I was over there. And then while I was doing that, I got an email from them one one day, and uh, they're like, "Hey, are you free on? I think it was May the third, and we had a crash show the next day." I was like, "Yeah, what are we doing? Like a double double crash show in Tijuana?" And he's like, "No, no, no, CMLL want you the night before." And I was like, "Oh, okay, that's." That's pretty big. Like, CMLL is, like, I think it's the longest-running promotion ever, yep. I think. No, it is. And it's, it's like the WWE of Mexico. It's, it's massive. So I was like, oh, yeah, cool. And then everyone's talking to me, oh, Arena Mexico is it's massive, and, you know, it's a big deal and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, okay, cool, you know. Because I don't, I don't watch much Mexican wrestling. And then, uh, yeah, so we get to this arena and I'm like, oh, geez, yep, this is, this is big, <laughs> you know? And then, like, my my tag team partner, Mecha Wolf, he's like, you know, this is up there with those big arenas, you know, Corrigan Hall, MSG, uh, you know, ECW Arena. It's like one of those cool arenas that, you you know, you have to have kind of worked in. So, um, yeah, so, and it was just a really uh, different experience, like, uh, I was the only one that spoke English. I mean, Mecca will speak English, but luckily he speaks uh, the Spanish as well. So we had to get there at midday. We met our opponent, and then we uh, pieced this match together. And I was like, "Why? Why? Like, why are we here at midday doing this? You know, dude. Like, and apparently the the, the big office they wanted us there because of the language barrier. They they wanted us to sort this thing out early. So. Okay, I understood that. And then, uh, yeah, so we pieced this, this, this match together and it was, uh, it was a two out of three falls tag team match, which is apparently a normal thing in Mexico. But the way that it works is you have to pin both members of that team for one fall to count. 
So we're putting this match together and then like I'm like, what well, wait, that makes no sense and then like I'm I'm being told, No, no, you gotta you gotta do it like this and then and then once one fall happens, I was like, All right, do you want us to just rush in and we'll we'll beat him up? And he's like, No, no, it's like it's like a reset. I'm like, Wait, what? It's like, yeah, like it's it's a reset. So one fall happens and then kind of just reset, completely start again. Like a complete separate match. And I was like, Oh, okay. So uh I mean, yeah, it was it was very different to what I'm used to, but um people seem to enjoy it. Um afterwards like I'm on the outside selling and then like things are hitting me in the head and I'm like, What what is that? And then it's fans throwing coins and stuff in and I was like I'd never experienced that. That's obviously a sign of they appreciated what we did. That was that was flattering. And then um yeah, as soon as you walk backstage, you walk through like the office where the big owners and all that are, and you know they said very nice stuff. Um, and then we got pulled into like four different media rooms, and it was like cameras and recorders and photos just all up in your face. You know, like I'd never had that before. And then uh, yeah, and then when we left the venue that night, it, you know. The, the bus was like five minutes away, but it took 20 minutes to get to the bus because just fans just mob you. Like, I'd never had that. I kind of wish I walked out and, and filmed uh, filmed it because it's just girls screaming and, and you know, you all felt for my son, my son. Like, just, yeah, man, it was, it was crazy. So it was really cool to say that I've, I've wrestled in Arena Mexico. So I'd love to do it again. Yeah, it sounds like it's uh, an insane experience. And, some of those rules are like when you go to a random mate's house for backyard cricket and he's playing by completely the wrong rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was just, it was really weird to me, but like that's, that's Mexican wrestling, you know, it's, it's, it's very different. It's like a religion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, dude. Yeah, man. Now, uh, another place you wrestled while you're over there was uh, MLW. What, what was that experience like? You got back in the ring with uh, Austin Aries. I know you were World Series wrestling a year or two ago. Had a had yeah. a great match against each other. What was it like getting back in the ring with him? Yeah, it was cool, man. It's uh, he's a cool dude. It's it's always cool to get in there with people that you kind of grew up watching. Like when I first found uh, independent wrestling, like ROH. You know, guys like him and Punk were, were guys that I was, you know, a fan of. So, uh, yeah, it was really cool to get back in there with him and wrestle for MLW, which was the first bit of, like, uh, American TV, you know, that I've done. Um, so, yeah, that was really cool. They, they got a really cool place there. Yeah, they've, they're producing a good TV show as well at the moment. It's really easy to yeah, digest. They, they got a good product. Yeah, yeah, forty minutes on Fight TV. Each episode comes out once a week. It's uh, it's really good, and uh, yeah, hopefully they yeah. Uh, hopefully they bring you back next time you go over there. Yeah, man, we'll we'll see what happens in the future. They uh they got a, they got a good bunch of dudes running at Corp Bauer and, and Alex Greenfield, both guys that have done work behind the scenes with WWE. So you know they're smart. They know what they're doing. So it yeah, it just shows on their on their product. Now, I know you love going to Adelaide and you were there last weekend for a double shot. Um, yeah. 
how um how how's the the scene over there at the moment? It's good, man. It's uh it's it's growing like anywhere. Like, you know, you've got your right cities, you've got your wrestle rampages. Then you've also got this new place that they've been around, geez, I want to say two years. I may be wrong. I think you're about um, right. Okay, good. <laughs> They're called uh, Adelaide Championship Wrestling. And it's ran by Joe Mundy. And Joe Mundy was at my second ever match nine years ago. So he's known me for ages. He's seen me develop, seen me grow, all of that. Um, and he's running a really cool little thing over there. And every time I'm there, crowds are getting bigger, crowds are getting louder. Uh, while I was away, they worked some new fancy venue, which apparently did really well. They sold that out. Um, they're bringing over dudes, you know, like myself, Richie, Loverboy's been there, uh, Rocky Monero from Adelaide, he wrestles there, and they're also working with RCW a bit, which is great, you know, using some of their talent, etc. So, I can't say enough good things about ACW, man, like, it's a real cool, little passionate crew that are just trying to, you know, grow and make another decent option uh, in Adelaide. Yeah, we spoke to Riley last year, and um, it, it sounds like they're a group that really want to do things the right way. Um, and just looking at their social media, the crowds have steadily grown um, when you when you look at the social media of their shows. Um, yeah, I, absolutely. I think they're a good group of people. Yeah, man. No, they, they are. And they, they look after you. Like, I, I, I can't say enough good things. Like, I love going Adelaide. Like, it's, my, it's honestly one of my favorite states. Like, it's, that's so sick. And then RCW, their um, their production at the moment is fantastic. Yeah, now nah, RCW, I, I love that place as well. I, I've been there the longest out of any promotion I've ever wrestled for. Like I, I was wrestling there before I was uh, getting booked at MCW. Believe it or not. So yeah, another place that I love. It's always cool going there, and you know, because I hadn't been there since I want to say February. So just going there and then seeing the changes and then the new people that are, you know, doing stuff on production and video editing and all of that. And then, you know, just seeing all the boys that I always get to see there. Um, no, nah, they have a real cool, passionate crew, dude. Like, I love After Dub. They're sick. Yeah. Another place you, you went to only two weeks ago, you went up to Queensland for AWA, their big... Uh uh, what's the awakening? Is the awakening? No, nah, no, nah, it's uh, homecoming. Homecoming. Sorry, sorry. Um, get it right, Lyle. Yeah, the anniversary shows get me sometimes. Um, <laughs> and they went all out. They, uh, you know, uh, Gino Gambino was up there. AJ Istria, yourself included. What? What was that night like? I've heard from all reports the crowd was super hot, and you know, four hundred to four hundred and fifty people in there. Yeah, man, that was another cool. Uh, you know, experience. I've been with. I've been to AWA twice before that. So, uh, you know, again, to just go there and con- continue to see uh, growth um, is a huge positive. 
and yeah, like it was fun. All the dudes are very nice, very respectful. There's a lot of young kids up there, um, and it's always really cool and it's flattering that people will come and ask me for advice. You know, like it's still something that just throws me off. Like, I don't know, like to, to me, I'm just like Adam that just wrestles and, you know, in Melbourne and is lucky to, you know, be traveling to do this. But yeah, when people come up and, hey, do you have any advice? It's like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it just shows that like that these kids are passionate. I mean, I hope they're passionate. I hope they're not just coming up and, you know thinking that they have to ask me something. Yeah, it's one thing to ask, uh, but you need they need to take the advice sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, someone can come and ask me something and then, you know, I see them a year later and they're still in the same spot or they haven't improved or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, it's always flattering when people ask me for advice and stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's always good to go up there. And Toddy's up there now. Toddy was... Me and Toddy work together at uh, RCW, so it's always good to go up there and see him. Yeah, uh, definitely it's something Queensland needed, and I feel like they're on the right track now. Yeah, man. I hope so. There's some good dudes up there. What does the rest of the year look like for you, Brooksy? Or what you can tell us? Uh, it's going to be wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Um, nah, so I will be here for the rest of the year. There will be a sneaky little trip overseas briefly, uh, in there. Uh, I can't say too much at That's the moment. Right. We'll wait for the but, announcements. But, uh, yeah, I'll be hanging out here, doing my thing. I'll be, uh, yeah, finishing the year off as, you know, MCW champ when I win this weekend. Um, and... Th- uh, things coming up like the um, anniversary show at MCW, um, the double header in October. Yep. That must. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a huge thing for local wrestling to have a, a double header weekends and things like that. Um, how does how do you feel? Uh, how proud are you of of what's happening in the local scene? Oh, dude, he proud. Like it's it's, it's so cool to see, you know, these double header weekends. Like, yeah, we get to, you know, we get to wrestle more and then we get more money and stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, from a growing aspect, it's uh, it's real cool. It's very cool. And, like, I'm super proud to, uh, to see MCW, you know, the way that it's growing and, like, being away from it and then watching, you know, watching the shows when I wasn't here. It's always like, man, like I want to be there to help it. I want to be there to help it, you know. But then you've got to be selfish in a way as well and you've got to think, okay, you know, I've got to do what's right for myself as well. So, you know, I think me going away, doing my own thing and then coming back, you know, I, I don't see that as a negative. You know, I, I still go over, when I go overseas, I still represent Australia. You know, like, um, so yeah. And you bring your eyes back to the, yeah, you bring your eyes back to the product as well because people will look up where you're coming from and things like that. So I think it's really good. Yes, absolutely. Like, it's, it's so cool when, like, I can go wrestle in, like, LA, for example, 
And then, like, as I'll do my entrance, there'll be MCW chants. Like, man, that's the coolest. I, I really, I really, really, you know, that makes me so proud when stuff like that happens. So, yeah, yeah man. Uh, and it's good. And you can bring your experiences back. Like, we've got Robbie doing his thing in Japan. He can bring, uh, teach the younger guys. Um, that's it. So, it's just going to bring this scene up. Um, all right, mate. Before we let you go, you want to chuck out your social media and stuff where everyone can catch you? Obviously, We've touched on where you're going to be Saturday night. Um, where we see you in the next few weeks to a month? Uh, what have we got? Well, unfortunately, football is on in September. So September's going to be uh, a month of chilling, which is fine by me. I'm going to let my body relax. But uh, my next booking is, I want to say, the 21st of September in Adelaide for ACW. And then uh, then we got October. we got the... Uh, Anniversary extravaganza double header. I think that's on the eleventh or the twelfth. Uh, it might be both. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the date for it. And then yeah, November's chockers, and then there's a few dates in there in December. So it's cool. Like I'm pretty busy. I'm sure some stuff will pop up in between then. He'll be everywhere, um, people. He'll be everywhere. Yeah, I'll be all over the shop. But uh, yeah, my socials, my Twitter, and my. Instagram or the Adam Brooksy. My Facebook is just slash Brooksy Brand. Uh, Pro Wrestling T Store is slash Adam Brooks. I've got a big cartel, which is brooksymerch.bigcartel.com. And I have a new shirt, which is thick. Uh, get it quick because people are already like, I've already, I posted six pre orders today, which is pretty sweet. Um, so yeah, just keep, you know. Keep supporting. Keep enjoying whatever I do that people seem to enjoy. Like, always flattering. And, um, yeah, I'll be doing my thing. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see you on Saturday night. You will, yeah. You can buy me a froth after I become uh, MW champ. 100%. Thanks a so lot, I'm going to need it. I'm going <laughs> to need it, man. I'm going to need that Captain Morgan's and Diet Coke so badly. Thanks a lot, Adam Brooks, joining us on the turnbuckle. Welcome back on the turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com. Boys, well done. Great interview. Well, Brooksy carried us, it's fair to say. Well, he did, there's no doubt about yep. that. And he didn't run out of petrol, or almost run out of petrol this we time. He wasn't driving, which was a nice change to last time. Yeah, he won't be carrying the match on Saturday, though. That's going to be that's going to be a cracker. There's a chance that that's match of the year, um, because yeah. their last match was incredible. Yeah, they have set the bar really high, and um, yeah, I'm yeah, How do you, super look for, looking forward to it. it. Very interesting. How do you... Beat something like that when you do set that bar high. Yeah, You're only as good as your last match, they say, Yeah, in, in anything. I think that certain guys have a chemistry yeah. that can they can continue to push themselves to new levels. You think about Robbie Eagles and Will Ospreay, um, Ali and Buddy Murphy, who we'll talk about later. But I feel like Brooksy and Slex have that similar chemistry. Yeah, it's definitely a magic every time they're in the ring, especially in the, the Thornbury Theatre. The crowd... Helps. Um, I know you mentioned it during the interview. You know, it could be 50-50 split, which is just going to make the crowd even hotter. Hotter. So, yeah, expecting uh, expecting big things. 
Yeah, we certainly are. I'll tell you what, we're expecting big things of uh, Buddy Murphy as well. He's having some of the best matches in the WWE at the moment, isn't he? Oh, that's 100%. I think he is having the best matches. Yeah, he's a – is it last three or four weeks? Last uh, three weeks. Out, outstanding. Um, I know the, like, the buzz is growing traction online now. People are jumping on. I know we're patriotic. We we uh, we follow him anyway. But, um, you know, having matches with the Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan, you know, it's fine to have phenomenal matches with Ali. You expect that? Um, I feel like him and Ali are going to – be that feud that they continue throughout their whole career. Yeah. I do feel like the fans chanting Buddy Murphy's name has now turned him babyface, which is why at the end of his match with Ali, they did the sign of respect thing where Buddy held up his hands, pointed to him and walked away. I think I wouldn't mind seeing those two in the tag division for a while. Yeah. Now, here's a stat for you, and I know you love stats, but first I'll put this question to you. Does he look bigger or the biggest he's ever looked we were talking about this off air. The reason he was off TV, I, he did an interview recently, and the reason he was off TV um, for so long was because after he w- was called up to the main roster and he was down at 204 pounds, he wanted to put on some bulk. So he's yeah, up so- at about 230 now. So he's definitely looking bigger. Yeah, 215 actually is where he's at now. He was at 230 when he was on there NXT. That was his biggest at the time, but he definitely has bulked up. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and you know, obviously, there's a danger of you know the athleticism dropping a touch. He's lost but it has his explosiveness uh, during the matches. He's got. It's important because he's going to need to put that Murphy's Law on bigger opponents. Yeah. Um, and he's going to need. He's like he does use that double power bomb move as well. So it's really important that he has the strength to do that to the bigger guys and. He's just really professional in dotting his I's and crossing his T's. And I mean, Brooksy touched on it earlier about he thinks that Buddy's the best wrestler in WWE and has been for, years. for a couple of years. Yeah. And his V trigger is beautiful as well. Oh, we. And well. he um, has the good pre workout. Yeah. <laughs> as the unit can attest to. Yes. Yes. Doesn't mm. make you red at all. <laughs> which means the great thing is, is he'll probably be on Survivor Series, which is. Did I tell you I was going there? Every week, Tony, I think you have now. Do you get the texts from him every day reminding you that he's going to survive? Yeah, he, he, he sent me the the photo of the tickets and he had the barcode blurred out. So. Oh, no, I've got the barcode. Oh, you have to? Yeah, huh? he, he learned, I'm did he? Sneaking. Those seats have now been cancelled. <laughs> uh, AEW All Out is on this weekend. Yeah, was it Sunday it's, morning our time? This is important, isn't it, for AEW? They're building momentum to what will be obviously their, their regular stuff and it, they just keep. They need to this keep it going. Is the last show before the TV starts. Yeah, yeah. They had a setback and they had to change one of their one of their main matches because of the unfortunate injury, the staff infection that uh, John Moxley got. Yeah, so you know the semi main event, you know versus uh, Omega, probably the highest profile match. Oh, de- definitely it would have. Um, yeah, and they they built it up on the previous show with the. Uh, after show um, attack and everything like that, um, it, it's it's still a good replacement. I know Puck has, um, you know, he's not as hot as he was when, you know, he had the Dragon Gate issue. Obviously, he couldn't do uh, jobs and stuff like that. So they just put it on the back burner. You know, I really would have liked to see Moxley, obviously, coming out of the G1, but they've told it. Look, this will be a better match, I think. Yeah. Like bell to bell. Yeah. But 
it's going to lack the story because they invested so much of their time telling a story that's now going to have to be put on hold. It's really unfortunate because um, it was almost one of the hottest stories in wrestling. Yeah. I, the I last think, year. Yeah, I think this adds another layer. Like, I'm not sure if you've seen the promo from Kenny about it. Um, it was. I didn't like the promo. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Like, in and out of um, – seemed like he was going a little bit heelish. You know, saying he couldn't do the things in Japan that Kenny did. Uh, so the story's still going to continue. Obviously, we'll get that match. Um, he, he'll be right by the time they go to TV. If I've learned one thing from Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, it's that delaying a feud does not hurt it. No, mm. no. It's just people are going to be- Anticipation's nice. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you know, he'll be there when the TV starts. So, And what has been anticipated is who are going to be the inaugural AEW champions, and we get to find that out this weekend because the singles match between Adam Page and Chris Jericho is the AEW World Championship, and there's a 21 Women's Casino Battle Royale with the winner taking out the AEW Women's World Championship. Yeah, I don't love the title winning decided with the Battle Royal, but um, I am interested to see who's there for the 21 Women Battle Royal. Yeah, Brandy, um, during her promo, Said there's going to be some people that you know that you're not expecting to be there will be there. So, you know, and, some 20, you, and some that you don't know. Yeah, well, probably there, there, there will be. Will yeah. be. Um, I'd love know. to see Shotzi Blackheart. Someone's got to sign her soon. She's one of my favorite. Yeah, that, that she'd be really good in that. Actually, you know, I know the the uh, the rules for the battle royale are a little bit convoluted. Again. TNA ish. Uh, you know, it's the same thing. It's the casino battle royale. I'm, that's what they did for the men, Adam Page won, uh, you know, yeah. the 21 people. Um, Jericho's got to be the men's champion. Oh, no, he time. will. I, I think, yeah. To you, give that credibility to the title. Yeah. he um, And, you know, like he says, he, uh, he changes places. He changes the wrestling business. Obviously, him is the first. Oh, and then you always got to have someone chase I've him. I've had to stop listening to what Jericho says on social media. <laughs> Jeez, he's carny. He's carny. Oh, 100%. 100% he is. But like yeah. hearing TNT talk. Yeah, but he uh, he guaranteed he's going to win. So. Well, there you go. Interesting. Well, so Brooksy guaranteed he's That's gonna right. Win. Yeah. That's right. Uh, we will watch that on Sunday morning, AEW All Out this weekend. Ryan Herbstreit on Twitter, guys, the uh, WWE media manager here in Australia, started a, a really interesting conversation on Twitter yesterday, Welshie. Yeah, he was talking about um, the – Probably the overloading of promotions, especially here in Melbourne, uh, where I tried to count. I think there's 13. I got to 13 promotions in Melbourne or Victoria. Um, whether it's too much and if you're one of those promotions that's not adding anything new creatively or um, or if you're not – haven't got a training school, yeah. like are you are – you, contributing to like mediocre shows and bringing the and like thinning out the talent um what do you guys think it's sort of oh, i don't know it's interesting yeah i think australia has a lot of good talent and a lot of talent that's not seen by the mcws the pwis yeah it's a little bit different in new south wales they tend to a lot of those promotions you know share talent a bit better um you know i know down here you know the people that aren't on MCW shows, they're probably not getting as much love as, you know, some people should, you know, 
I can know well she's been pushing uh, Royce Chambers. Uh, he should be doing bigger and better things in the country, let alone just in Victoria. Um, the watering down of the talent, yes, to a certain extent. I think it just gives other guys experience. If the promotion is ran well, I don't see an issue with it. I know there is a couple of... I don't agree with the watering down of the talent because I think every promotion has very good talent across it. And and I'm not sure that the the great talent is all getting into one promotion such as MCW. I think there's still some really great talent through PCW, through a lot of the other Melbourne shows. It definitely is. But I think what happens is as a spectator, as a fan of the sport here in Melbourne, it makes it very hard for us to actually... And this is where the talent gets watered down. Uh, we don't get to see all the talent. So the crowd can get watered down? Well, to an extent, yeah. Well, yeah, because you become embroiled in the storylines of a single promotion. And uh, realistically and, and, and honestly, we don't have enough money to go to one, two shows a week every week of the year. So you start aligning yourself as a fan to a particular promotion or two that you are following and you know that there's a little bit of a crossover maybe. So in in, in some cases, and, and this is just a, an honest fact, I suppose, in most cases it's going to be MCW and WrestleRock. And what two, and what most Which is people, the same promotion, essentially. Yeah, correct, yeah. but it's well, but let's say that's two promotions. I mean, so ge- people are relying themselves there. And obviously you're geographically bound as well. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, is someone from Werribee going to continually go out to PCW each week out at Fertry Gully? No. Yeah. Are they going to go to their bigger shows? Yes, of course they will. See, I don't. it's not so much the watering down of the talent for me. It's more, for me, it's more like, yeah, there's four wrestling schools in Melbourne that I know of. Um, now, three of them have run their own shows and the other one definitely feeds into a few of the other promotions. So yeah. um, if you've got your own school and you're running shows, fine. That's good. You are giving something back to the next generation. It's some of the promotions that have come in and they're not so much pr- providing a great show and they're not and they're not investing in the next yeah. um, group of wrestlers to come through. That's might be what he's talking about. But I also do think that we need places for younger wrestlers to work in front of a crowd. So yeah. um and this is like the young guys at who are at the MCW Academy who might be ready to wrestle in front of a crowd, but they're not ready to wrestle in front of the Thornbury Theatre crowd. Mm. Um, definitely some of Carlo's guys, they need they need places to cut their teeth as well. Um, I don't have a problem with 13 promotions. I don't have a problem with 20 promotions. When there's but five running the same night in Melbourne, that's when it becomes a little that bit of That is exactly right. And, you get, and some promotions are going to miss out. It's just logical that, unfortunately, that's the way it's going to be. So while one promotion will end up getting six, 700 people to their show – another promotion down the road that may just have a fantastic card based on the wrestlers that they have available to them, might only get 20 people. And that's the shame. Yeah, because we're still working on a really small base. Having said that, though, there's not enough for, let's say, if we were to cut it down to two promotions, say three, would there be enough work for the workers that are out there to get continual work. There isn't. So are you better off working for a promotion in front of 30 people and getting 50 bucks or 25 bucks as petrol money for being there, but at least you're working and plying your trade, or are you better making $100 working for a bigger promotion but only working once every 
four, six, eight weeks. Yeah, I mean, you've still got your country promotions like uh, King of Colac and um, Gippsland Pro Gippsland. Wrestling. Yep. So, I mean, those those promotions are super important because they're giving they're giving wrestlers an extra extra match for the month or for the two months. It's actually something I'd love to, I'd love to have this discussion with a couple of wrestlers. Uh, sort of as a uh, a debate, not a debate type stuff, but sort of an open forum. Well, I mean, the wrestlers are going to want more places to work. They're always going to yeah. be pro having. Yeah, that they'd work three, four times a week yeah. if they if if their country could hold it. But yeah. I'd, but I'd like to I'd like to have the forum where you have a wrestler who is totally aligned to one promotion, and that's all they work for. So a PCW guy, a, a PCW or an, an MCW guy to an extent as well. Now they tend they, to work. They, they do allow them to, tend yeah. to work elsewhere. Let's say a PCW guy then, compared to. An MCW who probably works not as much compared to a total freelancer who may work for six or seven different promotions. I'd love to have those three wrestlers in a studio and just throw those topics out and find out what the answers are. Yeah, and I mean, even the fans who have been, some of the fans are going to shows every week, um, sometimes twice a week. Just the financial burden of that as well, which it can yeah. be. It can be a lot. Oh, yeah, of course, it can. Yeah, definitely. And especially if you've got a young family as well who love going along. There's no right answer. There's no, no, there's, no, there's answer, not. Yeah, um, because I mean, you think about a promotion like Showdown, which um, runs in Werribee. Um, it's a family-friendly show. Warzone's the same. Do they do a great show? And there's a yeah. lot of wrestlers that need those places to work as well. And families get to those shows, whereas the super indie show like an MCW, you get less families. Yeah. Um, and to an extent, MCW and PCW here in Melbourne need those shows as well because they need the talent to be working and getting better. So then their talent, they've, they've got a, a backlog of talent that they can call on as well. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting conversation. I'll tell you what I did like, though. The, the conversation then went into in regards to live streaming of events. Yeah. And I think Rowan spoke to the fact that the, the company here in Melbourne that gets it right. Or in Australia. In Australia. And, and to an extent... Ovo are doing a great job with what they the product that that comes out. Yeah, the PWA city, PWA. Due to the fact that it, it's a there's not much. It's uh, fantastic. It, it, it's all yeah. You know, it all happens. It, it's seamless. Is what I'm trying to say. No, no. Yeah, it, it's a it's a beautiful product actually. You've yeah, got the newly pro on there as well. But if you can if you can really it's same as when Vince took over the world. If you can really get people buying into your product. You'll be the first ones to be able to run the country. Yeah. Um, the other thing I did like too, there was a discussion on Twitter that was based around wrestlers going to different wrestling schools as yes. well, and the fact that wrestlers shouldn't just align themselves to one school and that is it. And that say, was this is going to yeah, this is going to be my trainer. This is and I'm stuck with this person for the rest of my life because I love him. Because you need to get out and you need to learn your craft from from all different areas. When we spoke to Royce Chambers earlier. <clears throat> Last month, he was um, just off the back of a trip to PWA, and then he went back to PWA for Quackenbush. Um, and I mean, he 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 sings the praises of PCW. He thinks the best place to break in because you're wrestling twice a week, mm, yeah, from a very early age. Um, but he's also smart enough to know that he needs to learn from more people, and that's what he's been doing. I'd like to see, you know, no one should ever just learn from one person. No. Um, in any in any walk of life, not just in wrestling. Mm. Like if you only learnt how to play football from one guy, does this mean you're taking this podcast somewhere else to learn from someone else? Or you? No, nah, 
I'm pig-headed. I don't like to learn anything. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so I'm actually spewing. <laughs> uh, all good topics to talk about. Now, I didn't see this one, but it's on the run sheet, so I'll get you guys to have a chat about it. The debate that was happening uh, online between professional wrestler and performance artist. Yeah, it just made me laugh because it was stupid. Yeah, I, I don't even know what the... So uh, essentially, <clears throat> I think Jordan Grace started it. Yeah. Where she was saying that, no, no, we're performance artists, not wrestlers. Yeah. I, and she was going back and forth with and Lance, then Jim Lance Cornette Storm. got involved. Uh, anytime Jim Cornette gets involved, I sort of tune out. I, I, I really enjoyed his podcast up until probably 18 months ago, and then the, the rants and the shtick. I'm assuming it's it's all the work now, just to keep himself relevant, and, and that's fine. You know, if, if you if you got if you hit something and it's paying some bills, well done. But it just got it uh, a little bit uh, exhausting for me to listen to. But um, yeah, Jordan and Landstorm they went back and forth as adults. Uh, Landstorm is presented as a sport, yes, and that's it. And you know, I know uh, Mark Williamson; he said it. Present the in-ring product as a sport. You don't have to tell everyone that it's a performance piece and stuff like that. It, then you got Joey Ryan saying, but they call the – they don't have a wrestling school. They have a performance center. Um, it's a, that's the stupidest oh, comment I heard yeah. because um, every sport in this country has a high performance center. Yeah. You're dingbat. Yeah. Um, for me, call it whatever the fuck you like. Like yeah. it's wrestling. Just enjoy it. It is to everybody what they want it to be. Well, don't I, shit on what someone else likes. Because you don't like it, don't you know? Just enjoy what you yeah. enjoy and well, ignore what you don't, and well, let's be happy. Yeah, yeah. I, that obviously, you know, you don't have to break that fourth wall during the show. But we're all adults; we know what wrestling is. You can break it occasionally. Yeah, yeah no. When you have a little bit of a laugh and everyone's in on it, you know, which um, Tony you know, gets promotions. a tweet. Tony gets a tweet once a week at least from someone saying, "Wrestling's fake." Yeah, <laughs> grow up. Yeah. <laughs> the, the other one was last week when there was a comment about Buddy Murphy and I go, and he's an Aussie, how fantastic. And then somebody just comes on and he goes, it's all fake, grow up. And I said, well, hang on, no, it's not fake. He is an Aussie. Well, I, I just, met him when he was down here. So that how can that be fake? That's not fake. It's true. Yeah. I accuse the commenter of being fake. Because yeah. <laughs> he only had about 10 followers on Twitter. So, you know. Yeah, nine of them were yeah. burner Potentially accounts. he's fake. Yeah. So, no, uh, interesting, I guess. um, yeah, it went on for way too long, and people got very still uh, going heated about it. Um, well, we all know what it is. As long as the in-ring product is for myself, is treated like a sport. You know, to a certain extent, I do like you love comedy. a dick flip. I love a dick flip. You know, I don't, yeah. Do you really? Well, as long as it's not your own. You ever had your dick flip, Tony? Why are you winking at me now? Oh. <laughs> It's in his movies. <laughs> Who the hell are you talking about? <laughs> uh, New Japan Wrestling Boys uh, held its Super J Cup. There's some heat coming out of New Japan at the moment, isn't it? The, the Bullet Club stuff was amazingly uh, unreal. It was just couldn't believe what I was seeing. Well, most of us in Australia still haven't seen it. Yeah, so I think we get to it see it. so expensive. Right. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, it's no, on, we know I'm what, sure, yeah, we I'm all sure know. they've seen the, the short. We have. The GIFs on Social media, yeah, um, yeah. Unfortunate, yeah. The the streaming of New Japan World, uh, 
It's about a thousand dollars on uh, Fight TV. Yeah, yeah, you get some of those credits back. Not a thousand, is it? No, it's not. But yeah, it feels yeah, it feels bucks, like feels like that when you've a got a lot of wrestling and good wrestling coming up. It feels like that when you pay ten dollars a month for New Japan World, and then yeah, we are we are we are sport extra um, for a show. Yeah, but uh, yeah, well, all the highlights and the results are very interesting. Um, and I really want to see that amazing red versus. Oh, so we're not going to talk about the results. No, no, no we can talk about the results. They're, they're yeah. well-known facts. Yeah, El Fantasmo won. Yeah, he shocked about that. Nah, no, no. I, th- I think it's. I think it tells a better story for the Bullet Club and against Osprey and Robbie and. And they got the tag match and. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. Oh, yeah, there's some matches on there that I'm dying to see. You know, Osprey and Amazing Red, like you said. Uh, Amazing Red coming out of retirement for the match and Will, you know, pushing for the match. And from all reports, they blew the roof off the building. So, um, yeah, it's amazing what Will's doing in the ring. But Melter said it's not five stars. And now here's, here's, here's an issue as well, <laughs> and it's sort of something you brought up, I suppose, with Brooks to an extent. Every match for Will Ospreay now just has to be at 110%. Yeah. How long can you do that for? Well, that was probably a debate maybe 18 months ago when he was having those super indie-rific matches. He's brought that back. He's changed his style. And he's got a more of a storytelling. Look, he's still doing crazy. Oh, no, he's still still crazy. crazy. He's not landing on his head as much. Um, But, no, there's... Literally no nights off for Will Ospreay, and that's why I feel he's the best wrestler in the world right now because he's not having nights off. Every match he's going into, it's like, well, I can... He's ridiculously athletic. Yeah. amazing. And obviously he's put on that size as well, so he's moving not a more heavyweight style, but he'll be booked as a heavyweight in the near future in New Japan, um, which I feel... It'll relax it a little bit more, but his storytelling is phenomenal uh, at the minute as well. Um, but yeah, he can always go back to that super indie-rific, you know, against Amazing Red. It's oh, I can't wait till it goes up. Yeah, online. I mean, if he's wrestling someone like Amazing Red, or if he's wrestling a a ricochet type wrestler, yeah. you don't want him to do anything. Else. No, that's he, what you want. Yeah, he he can do anything in the ring um, at the minute. So you know. Uh, from all reports, Robbie looked good on the on the three shows as Robbie well. Always looks good. So yeah, I'm. Yeah, I think it might be two or three weeks, mid, middle of September. Uh, it'll go up on New Japan World, and uh, yeah, I'll be definitely watching most of those matches, if not the whole shows. So they were all in America, were they? Yeah, the they, Seattle, the San, Francisco, San Francisco, yeah. LA. So you're yeah. going there, aren't you? I am. Oh uh, no, I'm not. Actually. I mean America. No, yes, I'm going to America. And what's that for? Uh, I might be there for car some racing. Issues. I've heard oh, car racing. I'm not going for car racing. <laughs> All right, let's look closer to home. Yes, there's give some us a really preview. Good shows on there is some weekend. really good shows, and we'll go through them all in a sec. Uh, I want you to preview what's happening with PWA though this weekend. PWA is it? Break uh, their backs, make them rumble. rumble. It is rumble season in Australia, so a lot of uh, cards have rumbles in is it. That due to dodgy curries or. That's poor. Crickets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, and this is on um, Ovo. Matty Wahlberg will be wrestling against TJP, which will be an amazing match, I would have thought. Yeah. Is it? That'd be Matty's most high-profile high match, I would assume. He wrestled Jimmy, but yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I just, at this minute, you know, TJP was in the Super J Cup, so 
he left the country and then he's coming back. So good on him. He's over here for a while. Yeah, and, and interesting. Jessica Troy's her newly changed title. It's yeah. not a woman's title anymore. It's uh, it's an open gender title. I don't, yeah, it's just yeah. So against uh, Maddie Diamond, that, two JP was with Liger, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah, he was. Um, who there's a, I saw PWA put up a uh, poll on who's gonna win the Rumble, and I think third or fourth on the list, TNT <laughs> <laughs> in the voting, which which popped me a lot. But um, yeah, that's a wide open Rumble too. I don't know. I mean, anyone could win that. Uh, I put a sneaky bet on Shazam McKenzie. Yeah, oh, maybe Steph. Shazam McKenzie. Oh, I like that. But yeah, we'll um obviously we're gonna be busy on Friday night, but we'll I'll catch up with that show on Ovo we'll sometime Friday during the week. We'll get to that. We'll get to that as well. More we got items. a double header this week, Tony. Oh more promotion to Friday. Oh well, we're about to invite you. You won't come anyway. Yeah. MCW preview on Saturday night at Thornby Theatre. Yes, with we obviously spoke extensively about the main event already. Yeah. Um with- with Brooksy, because oh he's yeah, in before you, right. yeah. <laughs> um, but then you've got Indy Hartwell versus Steph Delander, and the way Indy's talking. I thought Indy said goodbye. Well, she's talking as if this is her last match but online. She said, she said goodbye. Yeah, but now she's got to avenge the attack that she suffered. Justified attack too. What? Without a doubt. How dare? <laughs> How dare you? How very dare you? Without a doubt. Indy Hartwell is a saint. <laughs> But yeah, you got the Intercommonwealth title, Danny Psycho and Maddie Wahlberg. So we get to see Maddie again, which is great. Um, yeah, he's entertaining as hell. Hopefully they give him an open mic before the before his match. I'm assuming they will, surely. Are you allowed to I bring your own part red, of his contract? Yeah. Are you allowed to bring your own red plastic cup? No. No, that's oh. gimmick infringement, Tony. No, no, you have to buy one for three dollars off Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a street fight on there, Richie Taylor versus DCT. I'm enjoying that little program. I love DCT. Yeah. He's he's a, he's the best. He's as old school wrestler as I've seen for such a long time. He's even got the oldie timey strong man it's out. It's just yeah. beautiful. It really plays that character so well. And I think um I think there's going to be some huge announcements um Ooh. both both that the PWA show and the MCW show. There's a big double header coming up, well, isn't both there? Both companies have a double header in October. Yeah. So I expect there'll be some massive announcements this weekend, and I've been told there's going to be some massive announcements this weekend. So um, we'll be at both double headers, will we? Yeah, we we could be in a bit of trouble. Should we pay double fam- for that? Family life, you know, the eleventh and twelfth of October, then the seventeenth and eighteenth in Sydney. Oh, the eleventh and twelfth, I'll be at Bathurst. Oh, you say you're not you're going to miss the MCW yeah. double header? Oh, well, you can always catch it on Vimeo, mate. Yeah, you can too. Uh, BCW also have a great show this uh, weekend. Two shows uh, this weekend. Well, there you yeah, go. They've got the Mal- Melbourne one, obviously, we're touching on there. That's yeah. in Friday night, Tony. So do you want to come, mate? We want to visit this Friday night. Burwood. Uh, yeah, I might. So there'll be one of the most violent matches you ever see in this country. Ultra violent, Tony. Takeda? Mad Dog. Mad Dog versus Takeda. No, really? There will be blood and cuts oh all over the floor. There'll be, there'll be, there'll be so that's why, that's why that's why we're going. There'll be glass. And then Kim Shamrock's wrestling against Dan Seven as well, isn't he? Yeah, that's on the Saturday night in okay. Sydney. So uh, they're both wrestling. Yeah, Sh- Shamrock and Carlo are oh, wrestling for their, Carlo. With their, their tag team titles. So yeah. that's interesting. And, yeah, you've got the women's title match there, Morta versus Vixen. So. And I, I haven't had a chance to watch Morta yet, so I'm really looking forward yeah, to I'd, that. Seeing as she got 
um, injured a while back, and she's only just slowly yeah. come back in the last month or two. But she's come back with a boom. She's winning yeah. titles everywhere. Yes. Yeah, so she's the AEW Women's yeah. Champion, isn't she? NAW. NAW, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, very yes. interested to yes. see that as well. And, yeah, the ultraviolet match, Takeda versus Mad Dog. Good on Mad Dog. Um, and not to mention, like, Pete CW have their big monthly show on this week. They do. Yeah, that's the second and um, EPW have a huge show on as well. Right. Let's go through it all for you, folks. Let's have a look at how it all shapes up over this weekend. On Friday, BCW is on in Melbourne. PWA in Sydney have limited tickets remaining for Break Your Back, Make Them Rumble. Saturday, August the 31st, PCW in Fertrigali presents Energy. This is their big monthly show. It's so almost sold out to today. Is it? They've, they've released it today. Only a few tickets left. EPW in Perth have a massive lineup, including TJP versus Damien Slater and Davis Storm. Challenging the Don for the EPW Championship is a must-see match. And a must-see show yeah, definitely. right across. Uh, MCW have their last show before their October double header. We're expecting some massive announcements as well, she said, this Saturday. BCW take their tour to Sydney from Melbourne on Friday night to Sydney on Saturday night. Venom Pro Wrestling presents Meltdown 4 in southeast Queensland. So plenty of wrestling around the streets of Australia. If you're promoting a show, get in contact with us. We'll let people know where to find you. And if you've got an idea for a podcast, contact my podcast house on Facebook or on the Turbuckle on Facebook through our socials, and we can help get you on air. Next week, boys, we have a massive guest. How massive? He is massive. He is a former WWE Intercontinental Champion. He is a former Tag Team Champion and WWE Hall of Famer. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Are we going to announce it or are we going to hold off? We'll hold off until next no, week. Oh, I think a nice you should tease. know. That's a nice Oh, tease. I don't know. There's that, that, there's a few, that ticks a few boxes. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll hammer it home it's, next look, week. Rest assured, uh, it's a massive, massive, massive guest. And we will announce it on our social media before the weekend and ask for some listener questions. Yeah. Probably be better to do it on Valentine's Day, that one, wouldn't we? Maybe. Hmm. I'm going to hammer you. That's it. <laughs> it's all over. Another show done and dusted. Thanks for joining us again. Well done, boys, with Brooksy. We'll catch you next week for another episode of On the Turnbuckle right here on mypodcasthouse.com. <laughs>